Farpoint Media, powered by Podango. This is your ADD cast, episode number 25. Welcome back to another episode of the ADD Cast. I am your host, Paul Fisher, and joining me on the mic tonight is my lovely missus. Martha Holloway. Hey, hon. How you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you doing, love? I'm doing pretty good. Well, we had a very, very interesting weekend. We had a uh, a visit from the niece from California who is 19 and kind of feeling uh, her, her oats and testing the limits of uh, her boundaries. She had a nice two-week vacation out here visiting the uh, the East Coast relatives and, uh, I think she may not have slept in the same bed twice. <laughs> no, actually, yeah, you're probably right. Not two nights in a row, at least. Yeah. But uh, Megan has gone home, and uh, and we're so sad. We miss her. She's such a wonderful kid. And uh, well, we the one of the last things that we did is we took her to a Jonathan Colton concert. Oh my God! Well, she doesn't actually say anything like that. <laughs> no, she doesn't. She wasn't quite getting Jonathan on the pod, on excuse me, on the iPod, but she really dug him in person. Yeah, live in concert, she really thought he kicked ass, and he does kick ass. And uh, he played some uh, really fine music, uh, and it was just him and a guitar. And uh, then we uh, we made a little trip out to the famous Blue Prius. And uh, I got a little uh, mobile recording uh, studio, if you will, it's my iRiver, set up in the uh, Prius and got an interview with uh, with Jonathan, which we're going to play you in just a moment here. Uh, it's probably going to sound really different than it has in the past because our mixer is off at the shop. Poor mixer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hurt. It's in pain. And it's gone to New Jersey to get fixed. <laughs> is that fixed in the manner of a dog or a cat? Uh, well, no, because typically when you have a dog or a cat fixed, there's nothing wrong with them to begin with. And then they're kind of broken when they come back. Yeah, pretty much. They're, they're usually missing something that nature meant for them to have. Um, however, comma, this mixer is uh, is broken and uh, it needs to get fixed because... Uh, well, it sounds like shit right now. In the meantime, we're using a little two-input uh, mixer that we picked up, hopefully, that will be useful for traveling, because it is little. Yeah, it's it's little, and it's light, and it would be good for author readings and things like that. It's a, uh, a Sapphire from Focusrite, and... Um, it's well, got way more features than we're used to. It, that's true. It's it's like a whole little mobile studio in one, but I don't know that it's doing all that well on the vocals. So we'll see. Um, I sound kind of really scratchy to me right now. I need to listen to this once it's in post-production, and hopefully it'll just sound good. 
But anyway, we've got this interview with Jonathan Colton. Awesome. Yeah, he is great. It turned out really well. The iRiver uh, recording with a uh, giant, giant squid. squid, giant squid mic inside the <laughs> Prius, and I keep wanting to say like giant snakehead or something, that or would giant be octopus. <laughs> yeah, I know, or a bad, or a bad movie on the Sci-Fi Channel. Yes, but no, it's just giant squid. Um, really nice mic. Hugh uh, Hugh Brackett from the Illudium podcast. Uh, got to the concert early and saved us a table right up front. Hugh kicks fucking ass. Hugh rocks. Yeah. He he also uh, listened to the interview the uh, uh, the concert audio that I recorded with the Eye River, which uh, is kind of blown out, um, and suggested some things that I might need uh, to fix that as far as the amount of power that you feed a mic and all this other technical stuff. So I have to look into that and see, uh, what I want to do. Um, uh, after having to drop more money, uh, to get this Sapphire, since we don't have a mixer to continue recording our audio book, um, I'm not in the mood to spend money right now. And of course I just brought, just bought two new mics um so i'm yes sweetie and, yeah, and we're re- using one of them yeah and you sound really nice so I, i'm liking this mic and i'm i'm really liking the price too yeah the price was really good i picked up a uh, an m audio luna which is uh it's like a 200 hundred dollar mic i picked it up at a pawn shop in corpus christi texas for 60 bucks it's sweet i'm liking it yeah I noticed you get the good mic. I must love you. <laughs> I must be the bestest husband ever. You are the bestest husband. Ever? Ever. 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 All right. So um we're gonna we're gonna give you this interview here with Jonathan Colton. And uh I don't think I'm gonna come back. We're just gonna uh drop in a uh, a song from Tempest at the end. Jonathan Colton was uh, at Jam in Java on Sunday the sixth. Uh, of what month? Of August, two thousand and six, <laughs> and uh, and Tempest will be here on Sunday, August thirteenth. Actually, let me pop open iCal and just verify just, this. Just verify that date. There, We're going to verify this date with the magic that is the Macintosh, as it slowly tries to figure out what we're doing. It does and... appear that the thirteenth is a Sunday. Uh, oh, no, Sunday, it's Saturday the 12th. Saturday the 12th. Actually, you know what? Uh, I am going <laughs> to uh, have Martha talk for a moment, and I am going to go and uh, you, you read gotta, the Jam and Java webpage. Ah, and you're going to find out for certain what the schedule is. Yeah, because the, the whole point of getting on the mic tonight was... Uh, to uh, to let people know that Tempest is coming to town again, and we Woo-hoo. love Tempest. Yeah, just in time for my birthday. <laughs> oh yeah, you didn't know that I I told them they needed to come back on Saturday, August twelfth, at nine thirty p.m. with a fifteen dollar cover charge. Oh man, and they got they got some guy named Patrick's Head. Oh no, not Patrick Head, but Patrick's Head. It's a band. A Philadelphia trio of three singer-songwriters. Uh, well, just so long as it's not the guy who opened 
the band that Jonathan Colton opened for. We didn't go into that this we, this time. We well, all right. No. Anyway, let's finish one thread at a time. This is getting <laughs> even too ADD for me. Okay, so Tempest, Saturday, Jam and Java, Vienna, Virginia. Get your ass in the seat. It's only 15 bucks, and it starts at 9.30. And, well, that's kind of really late um, for us old fogies, so I don't know that we're going to be able to stay more than one set for Tempest. But uh, but uh, it rocks. I bet we will. I love Tempest. Anyway, um, be there. So, all right, we're going to roll backward for a sec here and just mention one one thing about the band that, that Jonathan Colton opened for. Just one thing? Just, well, all right. Maybe not one thing. Maybe more than one thing. Maybe a few things. Um, Martha has dubbed this Bipolar Night. At Jam and Java. Yeah. Um, Jonathan Colton is up, and he's hip, and he's funny. And he's it's happy. And, th- you know, I liked Amy Mann and Toad the Wet Sprocket until Tuesday and all of this depressing music when I was, oh, I don't know, in college and before I met Martha. And I just can't stand it anymore. And 30 seconds into Dean Fields' uh, uh, performance, I believe he had said the word, the lead singer said the word, sorry, about eight times. And uh, and it just got more depressing from there. But yeah. I have to say that they were excellent. Well, Very good musicians. They, he has, uh, the singer has a good voice. And it just is bipolar night. Yeah. You go from up to down. But just as we were leaving, because uh, they they stayed uh, for Dean Fields while I was getting this interview with Jonathan Colton, who, by the way, kicks fucking ass. Um, and uh, and I went back in to get them, and, and they all fled before me, and I stopped to say goodbye to Hugh. And as I was walking out the door, uh, Dean Fields launched into what sounded like an upbeat number. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe uh, maybe their uppers were kicking in or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe their happy pills were taking over. It took them a, it took them about four or five songs to start getting relaxed into it. Yeah, but still, it was pretty depressing music. Yeah. All right, it's and, a style. Yeah. So, Jam and Java, good music, good beer. We like them. We do. We do. They 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 have Jonathan Colton come. Personally, I think Jonathan could have. Filled that place. The place was pretty packed. It's as packed as I've ever seen it. And I'm guessing about half the people, maybe a little bit more, left after Jonathan finished his set. So um, I'm thinking they could have him back there all by himself. The one thing I would say is that you, you ought to go see him at the next available show because right now his merchandise is just way cheaper than it should be. Um, I think he needs to raise his prices. So if you want to bargain on like Jonathan Colton albums and pins and T-shirts, oh, he's got this great T-shirt from from Re Your Brains. Yes, it's um, it is in memo form. Yes, uh, on the chest of the T-shirt is the the lyrics to Re Your Your Brains, the zombie song about. You know, the the prick down the hall in the office who, although he's a zombie now, is still a prick um, who wants to eat your brains. And there's a big blood splatter all over it. Yeah, but he's not unreasonable. No. He he doesn't want to eat your eyes. No. No. All we want to do is eat your brains. All right. And uh, hopefully we'll be seeing Jonathan at uh, Dragon Con. 
And uh, if all things work out, we'll be seeing him in May of 2007 at Balticon. And now, uh, without further ado, here is our interview with Jonathan Colton. And uh, I'm going to drop in uh, a track uh, or two of Tempest at the end. And uh, and that's it. And that, that's all you get. It's over. We're done. Are we done? We're done. So, actually, I think I've got the tagline at the end of the interview. So I don't even have to give the tagline. Oh, good. Cool. We're all done. right. We're done. Dig it. We are good to go. We are recording. Okay. And those things hurt like hell. <laughs> just bought those. Welcome to a very special episode of the ADD cast. Joining me here live from Jam and Java in Vienna. Actually, we are located in the famous blue Prius outside of Jam and Java is the one and only Mr. Jonathan Colton. Hello. Hello, everyone. Jonathan, thank you very much for joining me here. Well, thank you for having me in the Prius. Uh, I want to say that this is the first time we have used the studio with the great stereo separation uh, <laughs> microphones and uh, the mobile recording studio in the Prius. <laughs> I think it's pretty awesome, actually. It's like it was custom made for it. Uh, pretty much, I think so. I think this is a, a pretty great setup. I may uh, actually have to drive this into the next uh, sci-fi convention that I do. and <laughs> Not a bad just idea. have everyone join me, you know, in the room, in the Prius. <laughs> I think the air conditioner would be... be a little bit better then, because I could uh, run the engine. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> so you just finished uh, your second show ever at Jam and Java. I did. Now I know that uh, a while back I recommended Jam and Java to you. Did that is that is that where you found out about it the well, first time, or did you already know? You know, I don't know if that was the first time uh, I heard about it. The reason I ended up playing at Jam and Java the first time was because of these guys, Paul and Storm, that I did the show with. Uh, and they have played at Jam and Java numerous, numerous times, and they, uh, I don't know, somehow, you know, we found each other on the internet, these things happen. Uh, and they said, hey, you should do this show with us at Jam and Java. Wandering so. through chat rooms at 3 a.m., pretending like to be that. a 13-year-old girl? Yeah, something like that. Okay. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, and so, but yeah, I do remember you recommending it, and, and uh, it's a great, it's a great place. I really like playing there. Cool. Well, you had one killer crowd. And, and I loved it. Uh, it was great. I, I really enjoyed it. I got a, a good recording of of the concert. Hopefully, oh good. So hopefully, I'll be able to drop in some pieces, and of course, uh, um, send off the the concert to some podcaster friends of mine who sure. will be jealous and want to kill me. <laughs> uh, don't, don't leave out the parts where I screw up. Okay, there are a few a few places where I. I, I, I thought I thought that was all part of the act part to the make show. you seem more vulnerable. Yeah. <laughs> That's very generous of you, but it's not true. Those were actual mistakes. Okay, well, you know, everybody makes mistakes. <laughs> and uh, That and, is true. You're and right it's the, the ability to push on through. Indeed. Is what matters. Indeed. I want to say I really enjoyed the show. Oh, thanks. Um, so how many shows are you doing right now, like a month or... You know, I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to say. I don't have... I don't have uh, I've been focusing so much on the writing of songs that I haven't really been paying attention to shows that I do. I sort of like, I don't really actively see, seek them out at this point. If they come up, you okay. know, it, that, then I do them. But uh, it's just, I'm just very busy these days. I'm busier now than when I had a day job, which doesn't seem possible to me. I don't even know what I do all day. 
but I, I feel I feel very busy all the time. You know, the the song a week thing keeps me pretty busy. And well, your your husband, your father, true. yeah, you you are the maintainer of the house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, These things add up, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You do. Uh, you, you maintain your website, right? Uh, you know, chat online as a thirteen-year-old girl. Sure. And uh, write songs, play songs. Um, I do uh, a podcast for Popular Science Magazine. Cool. Now, um, now I keep hearing about this, but I have not actually run across it. I haven't seen like any big buttons on the on your website saying "Here is my podcast." Oh, Otherwise, no, should, I'd be listening to put, it. I should put a button on my site. You know, the thing is, uh, Popular Science Magazine is you know, part of a larger media conglomerate. This is Time. Oh, yes. Inc. Well, no, no, this is... Or time, time for Media. Time Is it... Time, I don't know. It, time it, Warner. It, time Warner, yeah. I mean, it's yes. basically, it's part it, of this it, it enormous... Is, uh, it is, uh, yeah, I used to work for the uh, the other half of the evil empire. Oh, okay. I, I, was, I am a uh, recovering AOL employee. Oh, I know a few of those. I know a few of those, yeah. Uh, but they have a, they have a, it's like when they, when they want to do something on their website, they have to go through all these, like, channels and things, and so, like, for them to actually have a button on their website that points to their podcast, it's actually a six-month process. It's yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It pretty much has to go all the way up to a VP who doesn't understand it to begin with. Right, and says no and just, on principle. Well, just lets it sit on his desk, <laughs> yeah. you know, for, and he figures the third or fourth time he gets asked, then he'll say yes. Exactly, exactly. Uh, they, they do everything by committee over there. So. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that's true. But, um, but you can still point to it because you do it. Well, I should do. My, my problem is that I, I have, uh, I am lazy. Ah, yes. I understand this. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I suffer from this quite a bit. I have a lot of things going on. I have a, I have a big to-do list. I have a million things that I keep meaning to get done, and that is that is one of those things, and I just haven't gotten to it. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I, I will have to go dig through and, and I didn't find know you were going to play hardball in this and, interview. And link to it. You know, the more <laughs> interviews I do, I think the larger my testicles grow. I just, you yeah, know... I, I find that to be I true I get ballsy. Well. Um... You know, I, I I don't I don't try to offend people, but I push. Sure, sure. you know, you got to push to make it interesting. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, let's switch gears. All oh, right. Oh, actually, let's not. So, what do you do on this podcast for uh, so Popside? This, this podcast is a it's the Popside podcast from the moon, and I am uh, broadcasting from Lunar Base One. Popular Science is the only only magazine to have a base on the moon. Sweet. And so uh, I, I once a week uh, speak to someone interesting who is somehow connected with an article in the magazine. So it's, it may be a scientist. Oh, cool. Who has done something incredible. It may be a, um, uh, a writer who just wrote an article. It's a, you know, <laughs> that's maybe not as great as a scientist. Yeah. I guess if you had to pick, you would choose scientist over writer. But uh, actually, I enjoy talking to the writers. Um and uh, and it's like, it's just like an eight minute thing, but it's just a quick quick interview, and we talk a little bit about what they uh, what the thing is in the magazine. So, cool. Um, yeah, I interview authors and scientists for the Balticon podcast, and I, I got to say, I, uh, in most cases, I like the scientists better. I, I've I've hit some really high end authors, and those guys are just incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Neil Gaiman and, and uh, oh sure, and uh, Gene Wolfe were out of this world. Um, but um, we had this guy who invented a computer that goes in your brain. <laughs> How can you top that? I know that's hard. That's hard to top. Yeah, I actually just I just interviewed uh, Ray Kurzweil. Oh man, because uh, he wrote a little piece on uh, 
Humanoid Robots for the magazine. And I, you know, I had just read his book, uh, what's it called? The Singularity is Near, which is just a long, <laughs> long series of justifications for his crazy predictions about the future. Uh, which, you know, for some reason I, I'm, I buy hook, line, and sinker. I feel like he's right. I feel like he's absolutely right. What, the world is going to end? No, it's end? not even that. It's just that uh, in... Uh, I, I'm not familiar with his pr- by, crazy predictions. I, the, ba- the main thing is by 2000... What did he say? By 2029, we will have the hardware and software capability to create human-level intelligence in a machine. 2029. It's right around the corner. Yeah, that's not far at all. And, w- and when that happens... Because necessarily a a machine with human level intelligence will be uh, faster and uh, and uh, more powerful than plain old human level intelligence in a you know a meat meat body. Mm-hmm. Uh, the acceleration is going to continue, and there's just going to be this explosion of like craziness that we have we have no idea what's on the other side of it. <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of daunting. But it's fun. I'm looking forward to meeting our, our, our robot friends in the future. Uh, or uh, our robot overlords. Our robot overlords, perhaps. Who knows? We'll we, see. Yeah, we'll find out. Um, I played uh, I played your Chiron Beta Prime song for friends of mine, and they split up at the chorus. They just <laughs> fell on the floor because they have a Roomba, and they call it their robot overlord. Because <laughs> it chases the cats around the house. It does. <laughs> That's true in a in a random way. Yes. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. So so uh, where was I going? I was going to jump tracks. This is my ADD moment. Um, John Hodgman, John Colton, John Stewart. <laughs> There's this this triangle the power of, structure. This power structure triangle of Johns controlling the media <laughs> on Comedy Central. You've well, got Pop Popsi. John Hodgman's got a book, and he's got the whole Mac PC commercial thing. And mm-hmm. John Stewart, just you know, he pretty much gives everybody their news. He's, That's true. he's America's anchorman. I'm not sure you should put me on the same triangle with either one of those two gentlemen. <laughs> I appreciate I appreciate the thought, but uh, you know, John Stewart John Stewart is a very very famous and very talented fellow. Uh, John Hodgman is also a very famous and very talented fellow. I'm a moderately famous and moderately talented fellow. Well, I think you're moderately famous, but you're definitely very talented. I well, put you right up there with the say. other two. That's kind of you to say. I'm no John Stewart, though. That's that's, that's for John sure. John Stewart kicks fucking ass. He really does. He's terrific. I've I've seen because John is doing all these Daily Show appearances, and because I'm friends with John, I've had the opportunity to go and see the Daily Show taping, and uh, and play. Uh, well, I haven't I haven't played there, but they they did use some of my music on one of the shows, and uh, and. Uh, you know, I have to say that uh, seeing seeing John Stewart just interact with an audience, he's 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 a very funny, quick, uh, quick witted man. I, you know, you can tell that from watching the show, but uh, it's true even without a script. I think he's great. Cool. So, um, so where where are you going? How long is thing a week gonna last? And uh, do you plan? Uh, you're right now. You're just one man with a guitar. Do you plan mm-hmm. on ever expanding and having you know the John Colton band? You know, that's a good question. I, I haven't... The honest answer is I haven't thought very far ahead with this plan. Okay. Uh, you know, I started Thing a Week without really knowing how long it would last or whether or not it was a good idea. You know, I just quit my job. I didn't I didn't know what was going on. Um, and I started doing it, and uh, it's... I think I just did 40, number 44, which is amazing to me. I can't believe it's been that long. Um, 
And, uh, you know, I, the number 52, I think, is a nice number mm-hmm. because it is the number of weeks in a year. Yeah. Um, I think probably what's going to happen, I've started putting these songs on onto CDs. Um, and so my immediate plans are I, when I get to 52, I will probably take some sort of a break of unspecified time. I don't know. But at that point, I will take a break and see what happens. Um, but at that point, I will have 52 songs, which can be put quite neatly onto uh, four CDs of 13 songs each, uh, each one a season of the year. Ah, very nice. Very so nice. there, and so there we have this this uh, this artifact of the last year of my life. So uh, that is the thing that I will do. Uh, you know, when when number fifty two happens after that, I don't I don't know for sure. I will probably uh, I would like to play out more um, uh, because you know I've really had some great experiences recently uh, playing for live audiences, and uh, I would like to do more of that. I think. Have you thought about including any, you know, other musicians or any multimedia in your show? You get a lot of people drawing cartoons of you and it's making true. Videos. videos and such. Yeah, I, and you know, I could do a whole, whole uh, one-man multimedia extravaganza. That might be kind of fun. Um, and yeah, other musicians. I think that's a that's a definite possibility. I've I've played in bands before, and uh, um. You know, while I do, I love, I love playing with other musicians. I think it's a great thing when people can make music together. But uh, it's also, you know, it takes a lot of energy just to get myself out there on stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, let alone to sort of wrangle a group of people and, um, and uh, you know, I always feel a little bit guilty when I'm when I'm making a band to play my songs. I always, I always feel like, you know, like, uh, all, you know, because I'm not, I'm not twenty, I'm not twenty three years old anymore. So it's. Uh, you know, back when we were all 23, it was okay to, to sort of go out and just play in a band for fun. But now these, you know, all my friends have uh, careers and families and, you know, so it's harder to, harder to find a group of people who, who have the time and, and energy to do it, which is not to say that I, you know, I wouldn't do it because I do like playing with other people. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Again, I'm a... Uh, Future is wide open. Yeah. Seat in my pants. Cool. Uh, I, I can dig it. Um... So you you mentioned when you were on stage that you just came back from a science fiction convention. Yes, and uh, I know that you're going to be at Dragon Con. Well, that's, that's unconfirmed. That, it's unconfirmed. Okay, yeah. I'm, wa- I'm waiting to hear for sure, but it's a possibility. Okay, um, and I was just at Confluence in Pittsburgh. Okay, and uh, and you have an open invitation right now to Balticon. That is correct. I do, which is uh, my other podcast plug. Balticonpodcast.org. <laughs> uh, so uh, I know you're not planning that far in advance. That far in advance. Yeah. Um, but you leaning toward it? Did you like the whole sci fi crowd thing? Yeah, I did. You know, it's, uh, you know, if you want an audience who, who understands a song about mad scientists, look no further <laughs> than a sci fi convention. I mean, you know, it was great. I I actually discovered that, and I didn't I didn't really know this before I went there. But when I sang Skull Crusher Mountain, there were a lot of people in the audience singing along. And apparently, you know, that there a lot of filk musicians have been have been playing. I don't know a lot, but a few have been playing that song. And so it's sort of been bubbling up through the filk circles, which is you know thrilling to me that there's a, a kind of there's this thread happening that I'm not even aware of. 
your music is getting out there. Yeah, I, I like I like that. I you know, like the virus is catching. That makes me very happy. So, um, yeah, I mean it's you know, that that crowd and and me are uh, simpatico. You know, <laughs> it's, it's a good. It's a very good crowd for me. So yeah, I uh, I would definitely like to attend more of those. Cool, because uh, we would like to have you uh, come and give a concert, and uh, most of our concerts are kind of like midday concerts so uh uh no f-bombs unfortunately we can we can we can say That's, fuck on a I podcast can do, i can do i can do i can do a show yes but day. can you do first of may without dropping an f-bomb you know i thought about it because i knew there were some kids in the audience and i was thinking well i could do this like kissing kissing outside you know freaking outside but even if you just didn't say the word and just you know just, just kind of <laughs> just bleeped it, it yourself out. yeah you know, just let it drop out. I think we, we, everyone in the audience would cream. know. I guess, I guess that's true. <laughs> would know what you were talking about, somehow, except for the kids. Somehow, I feel like it wouldn't have the same impact, though. Um, Maybe it would. I don't know. Friends of mine do the Dragon Page mm-hmm. podcasts, and they're also on XM Satellite. And there's a lot of stuff that they bleep out for one of their podcasts, and they they bleep it out specifically because it makes it funnier. <laughs> because people hear the bleep and they know what it means. They and, know what it means, right? You know, and it it it's uh, <laughs> somehow makes the vulgarity even even funnier. Maybe maybe what I need is some sort of bleeping device that I can operate with a foot pedal when I'm singing that song. Oh, that would be cool. That would be enjoyable. Yeah, we'll see. You could wire something. You could wire something up. I know I know people at Popular Science Magazine. That's right. Certainly, they can make something happen. For and me. and when they get angry, that does they do they become mad popular scientists? <laughs> You've been saving that joke up, haven't you? Just, just yeah, came, just came to me. To I, I am a, one of the least spontaneous people I know. That's good. But, uh, yeah, that, that one just a good hit one. me. Mad popular scientists. Because <laughs> they're mad popular. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think of it See? from that point. <laughs> yeah. That's two jokes in one. Oh, 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 a double entendre <laughs> kind of thing. I don't know French. Uh, uh, last question. Uh, and, and I looked this up and I still can't remember it. What does inflagrante delecto mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, in in the act of lovemaking. Ah, okay. Apparently, I can't spell it right, right enough for Google to. I think take it's me in inflagrante. I think is one word. Okay. And delicto, D E L I C T O. I think that's correct. Okay. If it's not, I have changed it so that it rhymes with big toe. <laughs> and I feel no shame. Nor should you. No. Well, Jonathan. Thank you very, very much for joining us here on the ADD cast, for coming uh, around the corner to my house in, uh, in, in fabulous, wonderful Vienna, Virginia. Uh, you look hard on a map, you might find it. Um, to Jam and Java. And, uh, you know, because if you didn't come here, I'm pretty much a shud and I'd never get out. <laughs> so there would be no other way for me to meet you and then we'd have to do this all by Skype or by telephone. <laughs> well, not nearly as good as the uh, the pre- mobile Prius studio. In- yes. So, indeed. coming to you live from the famous blue Prius in the parking lot of Jam and Java. This is Paul Fisher for the ADD cast at addcast.net and Jonathan Colton. Thank you, Paul. And where can we find uh, your website? jonathancolton.com. That's Colton C O U L T O N the catchiest url yes and uh there will be links in fact i think there's a pretty much a permanent link on all of my websites but i will make sure that there is a link in the show notes (laughs) 
And I, I want to know exactly who hides their oats and why we're always showing our oats. <laughs> and on that note... Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll say goodnight. And go back inside and listen to the other band. The, the band that you opened for. That you were headlining. Headlining? Footlining? How do I turn this off? www.balticonpodcast.org Let the Balticon Podcast take you inside the minds of the people who make science fiction happen. Get the scoop on what's happening in science fiction from authors, techies, and scientists. We guarantee that you'll be entertained and enlightened. Here are a few of the things we've talked about in past episodes. Eric Raymond, the third most famous geek in the world. And I walked into the conference center there, and I knew that I was not dealing with your father's IBM. I can remember when IBM was the great enemy of all hackers. The Cathedral and the Bazaar. The Cathedral and the Bazaar. In 1998, when I started the open source propaganda campaign, Never in my wildest dreams did I imagine that it was IBM I was going to help turn over. Keith DeCandido. Most of what I do are media tie-in novels. Um, Star Trek novels. Uh, I did the first novel based on Farscape. I've also done a bunch of movie novelizations, including both Resident Evil movies and uh, the Joss Whedon movie Serenity that's coming out in September. The Balticon Podcast. Great interviews with the people who make science fiction happen. Authors, fans, and honest-to-God scientists. And we play music at the end. Search for Balticon in iTunes or visit us at www.balticonpodcast.org. You down with ADD? Yeah, you know me. OPP. If you 
had just been there The swan was in the movement And the morning in their smile The roses in the garden They bow and ask the pardon For no one could match the beauty Of the Queen of all
The sweetest hours that e'er I spent are spent among the lasses so. All nature swear the loveliest dears are noblest work she classes so. Apprentice hand she tried on none, and then she made the lasses so. Farpoint Media, powered by Podango.